Welcome to Parenthood Pals. I'm Caleb Hoyer. And I'm Melissa Fight Johnson. With us today, <laughs> we all just did a weird little cheers with our drinks. We've never <laughs> done that before. I loved it. That means we're off to a great start. With us today is a returning guest, the delightful Ryan Cruz, who is a dear friend. Uh, once upon a time, he was also my student, but we have moved way beyond that into friendship. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank Welcome you. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> with that cheers i was like that was the texas forever cheers right texas there. forever you're right it was texas, <laughs> texas forever, forever. <laughs> texas forever oh my gosh i'm already in the best possible mood that's amazing <laughs> yes so last time you were here it was a year and a half ago you were on episode 208 if the boat is a rockin what have you been up to in the last year and a half i've messaged you and spoken with you since then but you know our listeners have not so oh yeah it's been wild though like i put out that album i talked about on the first episode it's so good it's so good thank you and can you remind everyone what your artist name is oh yeah tvma no cap like no no uppercase okay. so it's related to the tv show stuff mature audiences mature yeah. audiences that's what it stands for tvma and like the album's called patterns and static i put that out finally it was three years in the making, so I got that out. Thank God. <laughs> also, I've been doing a lot of shows in Wichita, doing all sorts of stuff for artists, made music videos. Like, I'm like, I book shows for other artists. I've just been all over the place doing, like, artsy stuff. Artsy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you seem completely in your element, by the way. You seem so happy with that. Like, uh, I yeah, that's so great. Well, Ryan is a very well-versed Friday Night Lights super fan. So yeah. he was the only choice yes. to have on for <laughs> this very special episode, webisode, mm -hmm. webisode. of <laughs> Parenthood, kind of, Friday Night Lights, kind of. Kind of. Like. So it was Parenthood, not really any season, because <laughs> it's not, not necessarily canon to the series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's called... Friday night at the luncheonette. And buckle up, folks, because we have a lot of credits here, and I just want to give credits where they're due. Part one was written by Julia Cox. Part two was written by Monica Mitchell. Part three was written by Aaron Brownstein and Simon Gans. And part four was written by Adam Karp. Parts one and two were directed by Eric Tignini. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, Eric. My apologies. Parts three and four were directed by Scott Schaefer. These were released online in four parts oh. on February 13th, 2014, and then subsequently released all put together. But they were advertised as short little webisodes only available online on NBC.com, Hulu, back in the days when Hulu was owned by NBC, I believe, oh. and YouTube. And they released these because the Olympics were taking up broadcast airtime. <laughs> The 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. NBC also did these webisodes with Chicago Fire, Grimm, and Parks and Recreation. Oh, so I didn't know that. So they picked four shows and had this like bonus content available. And I have a synopsis even. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> I, I googled high and low and I found some website called thetvdb.com. Okay. And this is their synopsis. 
Amber is tasked with keeping an eye on her cousin Max while also working after hours at the luncheonette. When the band Crucifictorious shows up, <laughs> Amber desperately tries to keep things under control while Max documents events with his phone. That is what happens. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I also want to give two little fun facts about the writers. Part three was written by Aaron Brownstein and Simon Gans. Simon Gans is the son of Lowell Gans, who co-wrote the Parenthood film, oh. and whose name appears in the end credits of every single episode when it says, based on characters created by... Wow. Okay. Oh, there's his cool. dad. And then also, be on the lookout in the future, listeners, for Aaron Brownstein's name to pop up again in the parenthood world. Ooh. Oh, I Where remember. Where will it be? I remember. So, I won't say. I just saw the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, I love it. So this whole episode is one gigantic... Friday Night Lights Alert! <laughs> <laughs> Crossovers galore. Yeah. Jesse Plemons as Landry Clark, Derek Phillips as Billy Riggins, Stephanie Hunt as Devin Boland. And unlike any Friday Night Lights alert we've had thus far, it's not just the actors returning, it's the characters, characters themselves. Yeah. They're playing the characters they played on Friday Night Lights. Whenever you first said four parts, I said, I'm about to... Uh be the, the one who hasn't seen the shit. Cause I thought, cause I was like, oh no, there's like four 18 minute parts. I'm glad that there was. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> Total, Total, they are 18 minutes. I, so they you, were little tiny webisodes. When you were talking about the parts, I mean, I didn't go to the same place Ryan did. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is all there is. But I was like, how the hell is something that's like half the length as every other episode split up so tiny? But then you explained it very well. It made it made sense. I had never seen these before. Maybe that's a place where I'll start or or this. I, me I, neither. I even knew it existed, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me to watch it ever. I loved both of those yeah. shows, so I'm really glad that I've remedied that problem. I found out it existed because... I, I was like researching it while we did the first episode and I was like, holy hell, <laughs> there's an episode with Landry Clark in it. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait until they're on it. I'm going to try to try to get on that Parenthood Pals episode. <laughs> then I'll watch it. I watched it today for the first time ever. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. All of us saw it for the first time for this. That's great. Well, And it is for people out there who listen to our podcast but haven't watched Friday Night Lights, there might not be a whole lot for you to enjoy <laughs> in this episode <laughs> because it really feels like it was catered, and I think in a very loving way, yeah. to super fans of Friday Night Lights. And someone like me who I love Friday Night Lights, I think at its best, it's a better show than Parenthood, to be honest. But I've only watched the whole thing once. And there were some major things, like the whole character of Devin. I was like, who is this? I just didn't, I didn't remember. Yeah. Someone like didn't Landry, stick. who's in like every episode and is a major character. Billy, you know, I remember them. But so if <laughs> if you find yourself going, what is this? Just continue on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you loved it, here we yeah. are. And if you're curious... We would all recommend that you watch Friday Night Live. It's fantastic. Texas forever. Texas now, forever. <laughs> now, Ryan, we always ask our new guests about their history with parenthood. <gasps> this is fun. You're returning, but 
Let's get your history with the show Friday Night Lights. Yes. When oh, did you dang. first watch it? Yeah. Love okay. That. There's a very controversial story arc in season two that people, and I'm just going to say, if you watch Friday Night Lights and it makes you not want to, watch season three. Like, go all yes. the way to season three, then you're going to recover. Because personally, the first thing I saw from the show was just Landry hitting the dude with a pipe. No, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like roped in immediately because my dad was watching it. And I was just sitting there doing homework. And I remember looking up and seeing that and being like, I am fascinated now. So as a teenager, that storyline really resonated with me. I was like, I mean, I've been through situations where somebody's like not attacking a friend of mine, but I've been through situations where I've seen some fights and I've always been scared that somebody was going to kill somebody in the fight or whatever. Like, oh, somebody's actually defending somebody and they accidentally kill somebody. That was like a teenage nightmare for me. <laughs> so my history was the first thing was that. And then I started watching it from there. I went back to it. I started watching it in high school. So I really resonated with a lot of the characters, even though they were 28 year old. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> they were your age now playing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just became obsessed with it. Like, and I would quote it all the time. So Texas forever, clear eyes, cool hearts, can't, can't lose. <laughs> I walk around saying that all the time. People would be like, what? It's this guy. Ryan even references Friday Night mm. Lights in one of his songs. Yay. This is what a fan he is. <laughs> I'm so tired of being broke. I could die. Scared I'm taking the loneliest ride. FML, small town like FNL. Dreams like SNL. <laughs> FNL. Hey. FNL. 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 I love it. And just while we're on the subject, Ryan, what song is that? That's called Ain't a Home. It's not the only shout out you give in the song. <laughs> hey. Listen here. You hit me up, I'ma hit you too. Grateful with an attitude. Tell you ain't made in the right club. Cruise, it's that fight club. You forget that one room, Melissa Fight Club. And my the two. Uh, Melissa, you're now officially in one more rap song than I am. I think that means you're famous. I think it might. I don't know. I went and played that for Mark because, you know, and Mark Johnson too. And I was like, can you believe it? What did he say? Oh my gosh. He was like, that is the sweetest thing. It was just like, he was, I don't think he said that is the sweetest thing. I think that's me. I think Mark like gave a like powerful nod, like, hell yeah, that's right. That's respect. You know, I think yeah. that was probably. <laughs> Melissa, when did you, what's your history with Friday Night Lights? So I think it was 2011. I, so I didn't watch it from the beginning. I like binged it all at once. And I remember I'd always wanted to see it. And that was like before streaming. So I think I borrowed the like box sets from a friend of mine, actually. <laughs> and I remember I started it on one of my like worst days of teaching. Most of my most of my teaching career has been like really lucky. I've just been like very, you know, hashtag blessed um, <laughs> with like, like really great students and um just overwhelmingly positive experiences. But this was like, I think the only time a student ever said, fuck you to me. <gasps> yeah, it was a hard day. And I don't think I deserved it. <laughs> like, I'll just say that. I don't even remember the whole story. I just remember I was like trying to encourage him to like do his work and he wanted me to leave him alone. So I said, you know, fuck you. And I was like, heartbroken. I was trying to hold it together. And then that night I just really needed something good for my soul. And I'm like, Oh, I have Friday night lights here. I think this 
is the night I'm going to start. And I started and it really did help. I don't know. It's such a good show, like kind of like a similar parenthood vibe, I think, you know, I mean, it makes sense that they're made by the same people. It's just sort of centered on a different aspect of life. Um, yeah. But yeah, it like just made me feel uh, sort of hopeful. And then I, I just like quickly binged the whole thing. And then short, like during the pandemic, I think it was, I rewatched it a second time. So I did remember like Devin and, and I did remember things, but I think it's mostly because I wasn't relying on 2011 to remember. I think if I had, but see, since I watched it in 2011, I think I taught Ryan the very next year. So that worked out. Yeah. Who is your favorite character on Friday night lights? Or do you, can you limit it to one? And maybe we should all answer that. I don't know. It's hard. I love Landry. I love Coach Taylor. I love Tammy Taylor. But I, this is something about Tim Riggins. You can't escape. You know? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I actually think that for me, it's a toss up between Tim Riggins and um, Landry. So yeah. Um, yeah, I love them both. And I'm, maybe the older I get, maybe I'll start gravitating more towards Coach and Tammy. I mean, I love them. I think they're amazing. But I don't know. Landry, as I was watching this, I'm like, God, Landry is so funny. I sort of like forgot how fantastic yeah. he is. Jesse Plemons is so talented. Um, what about yeah, you, Caleb? Do you, do you? Uh, mine's a toss up between Coach and Tammy. Yeah. I just loved them. Oh. This is not what you asked, but I think that Friday Night Lights has the best named characters they, yes. of oh, any yeah. series ever. Eric and Tammy Taylor, Tim Riggins. Lila Garrity, Buddy, Buddy Garrity, Garrity, Jason Street, Matt Saracen. I mean, like everyone's name is just so it's fantastic. Cool. I agree. And feels te- like Texas. And mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Now this is a even more random aside, but I also thought that Friday Night Lights had the best like product placement of, on any show I've ever seen with Applebee's. Like when they go <laughs> celebrate at Applebee's, I'm like, that doesn't just feel like they're plugging something the way that in parenthood, it's like, let's get in our Nissan. <laughs> I'm like, this is, feels awkward. <laughs> but I'm like, of course they would go to Applebee's. I don't know. It felt very, you know, like appropriate. Yeah. Like that would be. That's Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. It made me think of like where we're from. Yeah. And like, that's like a fancy restaurant is the Applebee's, you know? And it just, I always thought that was a really nice touch. So funny. Well, I feel like we've all mentioned the year 2011 for various reasons. And I just want to note that that is the year that Friday Night Lights ended. So these, this webisode stuff was in 2014. So it was in the middle of Parenthood's run, but it had been three years since these actors as these characters had been in front of people's eyeballs. And well before reboots and reunions were all the rage and happening all the time. So mm-hmm. I can, you know, if you Google Friday night at the luncheonette, you find lots of articles of people just freaking out. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, these characters are back. Well, that's awesome. That is really fun. I love that. Yeah, I it kind of occurred to me because I wasn't really thinking about that, but it sort of occurred to me when Landry was talking about college and talking about like I may have wasted four years. I was like, whoa, this is Landry from the future. <laughs> you know, it's like very <laughs> so so used to him being in high school, and then he like you know leaves the show when he's done with high school. But I was like, oh yeah, it's like us catching up with them. That was really cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the crossovers and the Easter eggs happen right off the bat. Amber is wearing an East Dillon t-shirt uh, under yes. that red cardigan. That's right. I'm wondering where did where did Amber get this shirt? I wondered that they too. Don't, 
They don't have to seem to have met each other, but somehow she is tied in. I don't, I won't yeah, spoil Yeah, she does seem to have <laughs> some connection because then when the band gets there, she asks Landry, who she calls Lance, just like, <laughs> like you know, like Coach, Coach Taylor. Lance. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she asks him if he's Becky's friend. And I think we can assume that's Becky Sproles, huh. who was a character on Friday Night Lights. In seasons four and five, yeah. So she somehow knows Becky. And I wonder if. She knows him because Becky dated Luke Cafferty, played by Matt Loria, who played Amber's ex, Ryan. Yeah. And then Luke, I forgot this until I looked it up. Luke joined the army. Oh my God, I forgot that too. At the end of Friday Night Lights. Whoa. So Matt Loria just plays love interests who served in the armed forces. Wow, that for is Jason wild. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a very niche career he's had, like just real specific. That's so interesting. That is cool, but this is a side note. Do you? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't caught up with Parenthood lately. I, I'm I'm here for the Friday Night Lights. It's no offense to Parenthood pals out there. Okay, but wasn't her, Amber's dad like kind of like that renegade guy they didn't like? And, oh uh, yeah, he's played by John Corbett, and he was like an an addict, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they get into that side of his family at all, or, or her family at all in no, the show? No. Aside from him, am I right that we don't meet Seth's family ever, Caleb? No, no, we don't really know much okay. about it. Because I know, and this is just a big stretch, but I know maybe they the writers kind of tied it in that way because Becky's family on the show and the Riggins family are like kind of like the trashy. Yeah. people in the show that like people degrade because they're lower like class situation i don't know they both live in trailers goes. am i right about they that? both live in trailers and people kind of treat them like white trash like yeah. that's like kind of the friday night lights thing with these characters i'm wondering if there's some sort of family connection since they treated her her dad as the white trash type people that too, is interesting yeah <laughs> That's a big stretch, though. No, but I like that. But Matt Loria likes some trashy. <laughs> he likes some trashy, right? And the characters weren't, like, trashy, but, like, they're just, like, seen as that in the high school hierarchy, kind of, you know? Did Becky have a dad? I mean, maybe Seth had a second family and Becky is Whoa. Amber's half-sister. Well, That'd be crazy. Becky's dad is, like, some trucker guy who's never there, right? Yeah. Just, like, he's an absolute Or so father, she's like been told. Father. Yeah. So she's been told. I just remember her mom was Alicia Witt, and I was like, hey, I love her. Anyway, that's yeah. a total side note. We're, re- we're getting real deep into it, but I love it, because Becky's not even yeah. in this thing. But it was really fun to think about all the characters like counterparts on like I didn't even really think about the fact that Becky's boyfriend on the show was Matt Loria's character and and that's that's really wild but I kept thinking boy Landry if you had just shown up a little earlier you would have seen your ex-girlfriend Jess who was just working on Christina's campaign (laughs) as Heather (laughs) and um oh remember when she left you for Vince um he was on seasons ago (laughs) As Alex, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. It was just really fun for me to be like thinking about that. Well, and then when Billy Riggins shows then up. Then my head exploded. Yeah, we yeah. have to talk about <laughs> me that. Because I was like, are we to understand that the Billy, who was Crosby's best man in season three and was clearly played by the same actor, yeah. was the Billy Riggins? No, we are not. Because uh, I looked did it up. Did they give him a last name? They did give episode? him a last name. He played Billy Gardner. Gardner. Now, I don't remember. I 
probably should have rewatched the season three finale to see. I can't remember if they call him Billy Gardner or if it was just like IMDb gave him a last name, mostly so that we wouldn't think it was Billy Riggins. But I kind of wish it had been Billy Riggins, if only because I'm like, we're supposed to believe that they're I like they're identical and both named Billy. <laughs> like like they both exist in this world and yeah. are let's face and it. And they sort behave of the largely same. the same. Yeah. They, yeah. It wasn't like he was an intellectual when he was on last time. He basically played Billy Riggins, but with a different last name. And so that was that was really wild. And if he had played the same character, wouldn't Amber recognize him? Like, hey, you were you were my uncle's best man yeah. and she didn't but wouldn't she still say whoa you look exactly like my uncle's best man but whatever maybe she matter. never really met the best man yeah although he did hit on her mom yeah he did <laughs> yeah actually ryan i feel bad because you were like are there any episodes in particular i should watch i totally should have had you watch that one and it did i should have watched that I, it did not occur to me i'm so sorry but maybe you did mention it but i just was like well I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Let me just watch this one. I should have watched it though. Maybe you'll watch it later and you'll be like, that is wild. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it just shows that this episode exists purely in the webisode canon of both of these shows. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it really exists in any either of these universes. Whoa. And that I think yeah. I think you have to be right because there was one other thing that I thought was questionable if this was supposed to be part of the parenthood whole. And that was Max learning what a lesbian was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lesbian. So what it's is kinda... that? What's a lesbian? Yeah. He's like 14. Um, well, sometimes girls like girls. How can two girls be together if no one ejaculates? <laughs> that just the look on her face is really what? great. Because she was like, yeah. she was not offended. She was more like, whoa. Like, I think she was high, right? That was they established that. <laughs> so I think that made her laugh. But yeah. So no spoilers, because I actually don't remember for sure. But I believe that in the future on Parenthood, Max asks what a lesbian is. Oh. But really? according to this episode, He's just he learned. would have already learned. Yeah. So mm. he shouldn't be asking in the future. And it's not like Max is going to forget. Right, he wouldn't. You know. Honest question. Like, I, okay, so in 2014, wouldn't a 14-year-old know what a lesbian was? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I Especially think in so. California. It's not like they're, Berkeley. like, living yeah. in Kentucky and they don't know shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really did not buy that. I mean, I did enjoy it, but I did not buy that. I was like, this is just for humor's sake. So Amber is recording Landry's band, Crucifictorious. Best band name ever. First of all, yeah. yeah, but I'm still like, why have they not changed it already? Like, I don't, you're never gonna blow up named Crucifictorious, and you're not a Christian metal speed band or whatever. <laughs> what did you think of what they are going for now? Oh my god! I think we're going for something that that kind of that kind of makes you want to cry, kind of makes you want to. Uh, so a sad someone? song. Kind of, you know. Not necessarily. You, know, you didn't let me finish. Kind of makes you want to cry. Kind of makes you want to give your mom a hug. Kind of makes you want to slap your grandma. <laughs> there, there's no way that that was scripted, right? That is I, so clearly so, improv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was the way Friday Night Lights was kind of shot, so I wonder if they took that approach, kind of. Well, and Parenthood yeah. does a lot of that, too. I think that, okay. yeah, then, yeah, so they have, yeah. But I think it just felt like it was... 
that times a thousand in this like, they were <laughs> yeah, just like say like, whatever you want <laughs> and yeah they all seem to be having so much fun yeah yeah i remember back when michael b jordan was on parenthood caleb and i spent some time debating whether he, or not he was like the most successful like cast member from that show and i yeah. thought if it's a tie at all it's with jesse plemons i mean and now jesse yeah. plemons is like oscar nominated and stuff oh, like yeah. so yeah yeah well, what's cool is like michael b jordan was already kind of bubbling up so the industry would have already known landry that dude was just picked <laughs> from like a random teenage casting call for wow. friday night lights you know that's so, so he cool. was the one that was like from the beginning too so that's cool i love that yeah i think that he is insanely talented and like there is something just eminently likable about him to me and like everything he said in this little episode just made me like smile or crack up I was just very happy for him to be on the tv like and I just thought he's one of the best characters on anything <laughs> like he's just great <laughs> I don't know yeah so and he's also who people would if I was a Friday Night Lights character people would always say I would be Landry and I'm like I always get Landry like <laughs> <laughs> you're like not tim riggins no yeah i mean I, obviously not <laughs> you are i think you are more landry but i actually think that's way better like that's yeah, yeah. no i don't want to be a tim riggins type when i said i was partying like tim riggins i'm just saying like i'm just having a good time i'm not saying <laughs> i'm doing the tim riggins lifestyle or anything sleeping with <laughs> your friend's girlfriend yeah that's the thing i was <laughs> always she's like been paralyzed yeah. i was always yeah. kind of shocked at how much people love tim riggins because he seems he's a horrible person from my memory. He's just really hot and pretty <laughs> charming in his way. It just comes because he, you know, and he's got the best life, name ever. Yeah, he really Again. does. And and dope hair, but like in real life, like <laughs> so dope. People would. It's like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. In real life, people would hate that person. Yeah, generally for the things he's done. But because you know his background and you're watching the show and you want to empathize, like you just love him because you're like, you just can't escape that cycle. And he's being raised by his shithead older brother, who's also in this episode being a yeah, shithead. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's like, that's why I love him, you know? And even though he is, but they've all done horrible things. But but that one, like I think Tim is probably the one who does the most fucked up shit on Friday Night Lights. I think so too. Well, you, you are far from the only one who loves Tim. Wait. <laughs> Are you Tim's brother? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Hey, tell him I said hi. <laughs> okay. Does every female in the country know Tim Riggins? Is that? It was one time. God, judge much? Now, I was, I was willing to think that maybe they just had met before, but they for sure slept together, right? Because yes. it was one time judge much. I was like, what? fascinating decision to have had Amber sleep with Tim Riggins in some bizarre crossover world. And I believe Tim Riggins is Mae Whitman's favorite character really? from Friday Night Lights. So fun. In my digging, I found that she went as Tim Riggins for Halloween one year <laughs> and she oh, had a little jersey her size made, number 33, by the people that make the Panthers jerseys. Wow. You know, it's funny, when you said that, I realized I didn't remember Tim Riggins' number, but I remember lots of other characters' numbers because- And it's crazy, because that's like the Jesus year. So I'm like, did they do that on purpose? <laughs> He's also got the hair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I mostly remember other characters' numbers because he calls them that. You know, he's like, all right, seven, yeah. all right, yeah. six. All right, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, no spoilers. Amber, or I guess I should just say Mae Whitman, like kissing people from Friday Night Lights, obviously Ryan and Tim Riggins, clearly, but that happens off screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll discuss Landry later. That's all I'll say for this show. But like on Good Girls, her ex-husband is played yeah. by Matt Saracen, re- real Zach actor. Zach Gilford. Zach Gilford. I was trying. See, I was trying to remember his name. And so that's sort of fun. Like, how many people has she made out with? <laughs> from, yeah. You know, and it was like her favorite show. That's kind of amazing. Do you think uh, she has like a list, like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, like all the castmates <laughs> that she had a crush on? Or- <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how she felt having Michael B. Jordan on the show, but with almost nothing to do with her. The one that got away. The one that got away. And what a one to get away. (laughs) Kyle Chandler at the end of the list. This might be creepy. I don't know. I'm going to make it happen. Watch out, Taylor. Buddy Garrity's on there. Buddy Garrity. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, it's understandable that Landry's feelings are hurt that... Amber, along with every other woman in the country, has slept with Tim Riggins because he clearly is nursing his own little crush for her. So does your does your babysitter have a boyfriend? She's my cousin. Right now. And she had a fiance. And now he's in Afghanistan. So that's a no. <laughs> yeah. He also beat the crap out of one of the musicians who was recording here before. <laughs> Hulu watcher would be like, spoiler alert, what the hell, bro? Right. Max yeah. is the one that delivered all the spoilers, dude. <laughs> really? If they hadn't had that little part in, I actually think it would have been fine if we'd recorded it at the beginning of season five. But I thought that really does spoil some pretty major Amber yeah. storylines. But I appreciated, spoiler aspect aside, that they did incorporate some things from the series and did give thought as to when is this actually taking place. Yeah. It just made it feel like they were respecting the world in which they were creating this new thing. Along those lines, I enjoyed this little reference. It smells like my mom's medicine in here. (laughs) Do you guys have breast cancer? (laughs) Yeah, he does. We all do. (laughs) (laughs) it was very funny i mean i really yeah moments like that really did make me laugh out loud but you're right just and what a great yeah what a great thing i mean it makes sense that they'd be smoking pot and that max's frame of reference for that would be his mom smoked pot when she had breast cancer how nice and consistent. Mm-hmm. Good world building. Yeah, they did a great job. With that. Aside from that whole Billy Riggins fiasco, <laughs> Billy Gardner. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but that's all right. It was nice to see him. I did notice that Billy, this is random, but he popped the tab off of one of the sliders on the audio board, just like Jabbar did in season one. I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. And that's showing exactly who Billy Riggins is. Yes, you know? a child. <laughs> His level of maturity. Yeah, and they also showcase the fact that throughout, they built up him changing and being becoming a responsible person. 
and this webisode has just thrown that out the window. But anyway. <laughs> well, it also made me wonder, are he and his wife going to be okay? Like he, he said hiatus and he didn't seem all that concerned, but I was concerned. I'm <laughs> like, wait, I love you guys. Are she you- kicked him out. He's going to strip clubs on the other side of the country. Yeah. everything's yeah, And fine. it's also the same brand of strip club. The landing strip. I, coincidentally <laughs> was driving in Austin looking for Friday Night Lights locations. Fanboy, I'm telling you what. And I randomly ran into the actual landing strip. And it is called that. It is? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. I was just driving on the highway. And I look over. And I'm like, holy shit. That's the landing strip. It was right by where the East Dillon Field is. So. Wow. They do reference it a shocking number of times on the show. It is a yeah. mainstay. It's a Ryan, staple. is the East Dillon Field right across from the airport? It is by an airport. I don't know if it's like a main airport. But okay, because I was in Austin for the ATX TV festival because they had a parenthood oh. reunion, and I went to that field because oh, I looked it up, and then it's like, where are these Friday Night Lights locations? And I know some of them are like in different towns, yeah, nearby. But this one was like in Austin. Most of it's like Pflugerville, and I but... heard that there was a landing strip, but I didn't see it. But it would make sense yeah. that the landing strip would be by the airport. And Ryan, yeah. you went to the ATX festival for the Friday Night Lights one a few years ago. I didn't you? get no, so. You didn't. I was. I unfortunately to. was super broke that year. And I was like looking at my Instagram, like, oh my God, I could have went and saw Crucifixion Victorious live. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> yes, they played a whole set. Like, because uh, Jesse Plymouth has a band. And I guess they incorporated some of the band into like the cast. Wow. Like the show. So they did a whole set at the festival thing. They had. Grandma Saracen up there with like the shakers <laughs> on stage dancing. That was like a dream for Friday Night Lights people. Uh, and like I was just watching it on my Instagram and Wichita. That's so cool. Uh, I'm sorry that you didn't get to see that. Uh, you know what? It sounds awful. It sounds really stupid. And <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be there. Not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that Jesse Plemons like has a band. I did at some point want to say that I thought his voice was terrific. Like I yeah. kind of forgot. I mean, I know he sang on Friday Night Lights and everything, but it had been a while since I'd seen it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. They showed more of Crucifixion Victorious actual music in this episode than they ever did ever? in Friday Night Lights. Usually just see like part of a practice and it's like kind of shitty and it's like, you know, yeah. they fleshed out songs and they had full songs. It was cool. I thought it was great. It was really good. And they kind of like, I don't like the guitar, but I was like, this sounds really good. They're like, it's yeah, so- <laughs> it's like, what are they complaining about? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now, I think they had every right to complain the first time. Do you want to hear back? Yes. Okay. And again and again until I die. <laughs> again and again until I die. The hell, why isn't it playing? What the hell is this? What the hell is this? You forgot to hit record. Max, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. That's why it's not playing back, because there's nothing to play back. Because you forgot to hit record. <laughs> Can't hear anything. Now, I want to say I found Max more fun and enjoyable in this than in pretty much any episode of the series. <laughs> I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. But still consistent with his character. I thought they just used him to great effect. And I thought if they were smart, they would have more of this. Yeah. More of Max as like comic relief almost. Yeah. Then they do have him. I mean, and I think they have to show the challenges. Right. You can't just have an autistic character be comic relief. No. That's not the totality of their 
experience, well, but community definitely did that. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I think it it goes a long way in making you love the character, and I and I think I would empathize more with his struggles. I think if I liked him a little more yeah. and they just don't show that side all that often on the main show. I mean, maybe there's just no time, but I really loved him in this episode. I also loved him with Billy. Use your hands, Max. Come on. God gave them to you. You're like Crisco over there. How could I be like Crisco? Because your hands are greasy and the, the ball is slipping Crisco off. Crisco doesn't have hands, so. Oh, good Lord. Whoa. That's a little better. Now, what you want to do, make sure you got two fingers on there, all right? These are called laces. Think of them like a woman's breast, Kyle. <laughs> Hold on to that. Last two fingers, and then let it go. Got it? It ain't rocket science. So why do I have to learn how to do this? Well, every kid, whoa, should know how to throw a decent spiral, right? Because I think God would want it that way. See? Besides, you know, it's never, it's never stopped anyone from getting laid. One more. Quick side note, is Billy super religious? Like, I mean, or is it just the culture of Dylan that everyone talks yeah. about God that much? Because I'm like, it's weird yeah. that he talks about sex and God like so often in that little <laughs> tiny clip. <laughs> yeah. I think it may just for generalizing Friday Night Lights as a whole, because there is that. But Billy Riggins, I don't remember Billy being that. I don't either. God that much. I don't either. Uh, real quick, just about the studio session that she missed, she forgets to record. I was like, it's funny that they did that, but then in the background, you can see all of the individual wave files, and I'm like, is that just like something you recorded earlier? Yeah, like what you session literally was that have Recordings right in, <laughs> on the screen right now, but <laughs> I even wondered. Yeah. I was like, is I feel like Amber would be better at this and also more confident, and also I don't think that Crosby or Adam would give a shit if she met a band on the side and wanted to try her hand at this. So I have to say, like, a part of me yeah. was like. This whole premise seems a little silly, <laughs> like, but that would be a secret. Yeah, come to the back door. Yeah. Also, yeah. Billy. Although maybe they were were they not paying though? Maybe m- that. Maybe that's the problem. Billy literally, you know, spray paints Texas forever on that thing, and that also maybe lends credence to this theory that it doesn't really exist because that no. is never on there again, right? Like, it's not. I she- was like. This is clearly a commercial, and they're just putting in as they did everything except the clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. To they be honest, <laughs> yeah, oh. it would like I don't know how that would happen. Like Billy's doing a pep talk before the <laughs> before the recording happens. Also, they just had to do some contrived stuff to make it all happen yeah. because I was like, in what universe does Billy want to be Crucifixorius's manager <laughs> and follow them around? It doesn't right. make any sense unless Landry they're just got- like. Who can we bring in here? Yeah. They're also probably like, which actors are willing to come do this? Although it is a little surprising that Jesse Plemons, I mean, Jesse Plemons, like I said, is like a huge deal. I don't know that Derek Phillips is, you know, like maybe they couldn't get, you know, um, Taylor Kitsch, Tim Riggins, but they could probably get (laughs) Derek Phillips. I recently saw something where Taylor Kitsch was like, I am never going to return to that. I loved it, but it does not need to happen. So I'm like, Based in no offense, but watching this episode, I was like, yeah, because I don't want them to kind of. I know that they're all like they might tarnish the ending and like make it. It feels different. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm agreeing with all of them, all of the major cast members now, that maybe they shouldn't go back into this universe. It was fun for this episode. Yeah, but. I'm not even going to consider it canon. That's how much I'm like. I don't know if that should be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Reapproached. Yeah. 
I, I think sometimes things end really well and you just want to leave them where they are. Like I'm yeah. so weird. I would actually rather not have new content if it's not going to be great, you know? And, and yeah. yeah, I, I sometimes don't know if I like this whole reunion reboot, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, side, side note on that. But this, I, yeah. I actually just thoroughly enjoyed this because yeah, it felt kind of pretend, you know, it felt like, like fan fiction in a way, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I just went with <laughs> it. And I think it helps, at least it helps me having it revolve around Amber and knowing that Mae Whitman herself is a Friday Night Lights fan. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she is living for this. Yeah. Not just, she loves this. oh, it's something fun that NBC can put online. It's like, yeah. no, Mae Whitman's dreams are coming true. <laughs> and I want that for her. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Same. And she got to knock off one of the lists. That's right. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts about that when we get there. Well, you know, here's about as serious, this is a stepping stone on the way to there. Okay. Here's about as serious as these 18 minutes got. I just had one chance to like record a big song for you guys and I messed it up. And that's like really sad to me. So I'm sorry for that. Okay, look, the truth is you, you didn't you didn't screw up. You didn't screw up our song. You didn't screw up a big opportunity. I don't even really know. I don't even know what I'm doing here, really. I uh, I should be at school but I left mid-semester because I've been studying engineering, which I realize I hate, so I just left. And I've just wasted four years of my life. Could have been hanging out with you or doing <laughs> anything. Yeah, well, I don't know. At least you have this, though. You have, like, your music thing, and it's, like, going really well. You have, like, songs on commercials and you're touring and stuff. That's big stuff. I'm serious. Yeah, Cruise Victorious sold one song to one commercial, and that was for a local car dealership. Okay. A shady local car dealership in my hometown. Yeah. Oh. And our tour, we had about 19 people in attendance at the last show. Does that make you feel any better? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it <laughs> does We're both just doing the best we can. All right. That made me think of my mom, because my mom frequently says, oh, they're just doing the best they can. It's our, it's her, like, reminder to us to be compassionate towards others. Nice. It's a great reminder, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hot take, I think this little <laughs> crossover webisode, whatever, features Amber in, like, the healthiest romantic <laughs> relationship <laughs> she's ever had. And I'm like, she should just be with Landry. <laughs> but I know that's not really possible. But I did think, I'm like, God, he's so kind and funny. And like the way that we categorized her relationship with Ryan as being incredibly intense and full of red mm. flags. I'm like, well, this is so the opposite of that. It's like yeah. light, but that doesn't mean frivolous or superficial it just means Mm -hmm. without all that heaviness of like trauma (laughs) you know it's just (laughs) it's just like yeah like like two people who are really nice and funny and into music who like talking to each other and apparently find each other cute um I was just like this is this is who she should be with but I get it's this is all there is (laughs) 
<laughs> Landry <laughs> has to, you know, go marry Kirsten Dunst in real life and and get nominated for Oscars. I get that that's where he's going. That's that's where this is heading. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what Landry actually does because Landry is an engineer. It makes me depressed. It's like that. Dude, I know. No. Nah, no. Nah. But at least he left. You me. know. At least yeah, he yeah, left. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hear that, kids. The teacher says, quit your job. (laughs) (laughs) Drop out of school. (laughs) I don't say that, but I do say I don't think college is for everyone and we act like it is. And um, that's very true. Yeah, there are definitely other career paths. Although I do sort of think that Landry would have gone to college and been very successful. I one of the standout moments from the series Friday Night Lights to me was him talking to Tammy Taylor about how he felt really ignored by women (laughs) and like no one got him. And she like reassures him that this is the time of life when people like Tim Riggins, she doesn't use his name, but like they peak. (laughs) Like this is, this is as good as it's going to get for a lot of his classmates. But for him, it's just better things ahead. And honestly, even though I'm not a dude who like, was sad about not playing football. That speech really resonated with me because I am also someone who did not peak in high school. (laughs) And uh, definitely things got better for me. And yeah. Same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Things got better for me, but I was pretty awesome in high school. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all this flirtation did lead to the kiss that we have mentioned. Hey, you got everything? Uh, I think that's everything. Cool. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you did wrong in there, but I think it sounds just right. Please. Seriously. Somehow you managed to find the black submarine in a sound booth. <laughs> well, thanks. Um... If you're ever in Texas, yeah, I'll look give you me up. a call. <laughs> bring your sweater. <laughs> you bring yours. Bring your smile. Call Landry. Oh, Landry, that's right? your name. That's yes. a good motto. That's <laughs> a good motto. Yes. And I'm going to kiss you right now. They really have Landry just out here kissing people in every episode of Friday Night Lights. It feels like a different person every time in my head when I'm looking back at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we've mentioned that she has now kissed three cast members from Friday Night Lights, but I also want to point out I believe that she has kissed two characters who have killed other people. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just assuming that Ryan has. We never got the official answer from that interview. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess everyone has a type, and hers is murderer. (laughs) (laughs) They are so different from each other, though, aren't they? Like, it's, yeah. (laughs) And their murders are different. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. All murders are like snowflakes. Each one is special and unique. Oh, God. This should have featured like a murder flashback of just like all of the murders that, not really. (laughs) Just like she kisses him and then it gets a vision of his murder and then like, you know. Suddenly it's like Angel gets visions. I I would be here for that. Please. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. I did make a little section of my notes that said, do all the characters feel like themselves in this? And I think we've kind of hit some of this already, but Mm. I think I might go ahead and ask like, so I'm just going to go through it. 
Max, which might be hard for Ryan to answer because you don't watch a lot of Parenthood. But as you and I already said, Max does feel like Max, but like Mm -hmm. funnier. And I did, when you said comic relief, I did want to make something like really clear because what I loved about the kind of comic relief it was, it did not feel like mean-spirited or something. Oh, yeah. I don't think Max was ever the butt of the joke. No. He was the mm-hmm. source of the joke. Yes, yeah. very You different. forgot to hit record. Yes. You can't play because. it back because there's a thing to play because you didn't hit record. Like, yeah. that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yes, it kind of, like, this is a weird comparison to make, but it reminds me a little bit of how Kids in the Hall is one of the funniest shows I think I've ever seen. And it frequently features men wearing dresses and, and dressed as women, but that is never meant to be the joke. Like it's, mm. it's actually frequently cited as a great example of how to use like drag and things like, but like, because it's not meant to be like, Oh my God, isn't it so funny? Like, like all 90 sitcoms had an episode where like men were dressed as women and they just walked in and you were supposed to die laughing. And it was like very, very <laughs> insulting and horrible. <laughs> this is maybe really random, but Anyway, on Kids in the Hall, they were just playing women because it was an all-male troupe, and so they played all Mm -hmm. the characters, and they were funny because of what they said then, and the situation, and because of sketch comedy stuff, and and so anyway, I mentioned that because I think it's important to note, you can have a character dressed as someone else and have it be funny, as long as that's not the joke, and you can have a character with autism be comic relief, as long as that's not the joke, you know? And so anyway, I also thought that he was clearly responding to Billy. Mm -hmm. When has Max ever shown an interest in throwing a football? Right. Never, but he is now. And it reminded me of Max having a sudden interest in basketball when Alex was teaching him. Yeah. It is clearly a pattern in Max. Clearly after two (laughs) Two. examples, (laughs) clearly Max responds to teachers who he thinks are cool. Yeah. Or, or, who or takes sort the time. of out of the realm of, you know, quote unquote, normal teachers. Someone that they have a, a kind of personal connection with or something. That's thought, it. Use this. I mean, this is what he doesn't have with the guy that sends him to the library all the time. Yes. Find some, you don't need to open a whole school for him. <laughs> Just find him a teacher who gives a shit about him and that who Max gives a shit about. And I think you'll do a lot better anyway. No, totally. I was about to say that personal relationship. That's, that's Mm -hmm. so important. So yeah, very good comment on there as well. Okay. And then Amber, did you think Amber seemed like Amber in this? I thought so, but you made good points that I think she would have been more confident and even more than that, I think she would have been allowed to do this. Yeah, I thought the whole setup was, was yeah. But, all right. But for the most part, I yeah, I thought she felt the same. I totally bought that she would somehow have, like, hooked up with Tim Riggins if given the opportunity. <laughs> I do yeah. like seeing her ambitious and wanting to succeed at something, especially after all of the relationship drama we've yes. had recently. It's like, well, yeah. that's not the sum of who she is, of just who she's dating. She has other hopes and dreams as well. And it is interesting to note, like, 
the last time I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time we saw Amber was when she like was like drunk and visiting her dad and worrying that she was just like him. So maybe she wouldn't be more confident. Maybe she maybe this is part of her like she's in a valley right now. She's in a valley. And, you know, I, I actually think Landry would be a terrific person to talk to if you're in a valley because again, the lightness and yeah. reassuring her and being really kind. He's like so. that price is right mountain climber. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now um, my next character is uh, Landry. So everyone can please be involved. But did this feel like Landry to you guys? To me personally, it felt like Landry. It made sense. Like I think Landry was probably the most of them all. Mm-hmm. And also the Devin. Devin's the name of the character, right? Yes. Yeah. The, Devin and Landry felt like themselves. One thing, this is a side note, really quick, and just a kind of a pet peeve. Yeah. But it was always, the drummer was always like that redhead shithead from Get Out. Yeah. That was the guy who was always their drummer. You're right. Yeah, I forgot he's that. In a, he was in a bunch of stuff at the time. I wonder if he was just like too famous for some reason to do it. Yeah. But like, I was like, damn, they didn't get the drummer. I know. <laughs> but Landry it makes sense. Like I said, he's like always got the crush on the girl. Yeah. He's always the one who ends up kissing her an unlikely situation you know that was what they always like Landry's trope was in the show yeah true true was the drummer from Friday Night Lights Jimmy Adler was that his name I don't know I might be misremembering who plays that I think I don't know his name is Jimmy the the drummer's name or the actor's name is it here I'm going to share my screen oh good okay cool this guy that guy. That was definitely Landry's drummer. Oh, yeah. Caleb Landry Jones. It's weird that his, his name, name is Landry. Landry. That's what I want to say. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that his name is Caleb Landry Jones? Yeah. I remember him. <laughs> yeah, he was also in... Wasn't he in that um, Three Billboards from whatever yes. movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also thought that Landry... T- and again, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I've seen it twice, not as many times as Ryan, so I'm curious. But I felt like Landry felt a lot more um, confident, but I didn't think yeah. that was out of character. I thought that was delightful if it's supposed to be like four years later. I thought yeah. he would be more confident, you know? Yeah, of course, because he kind of started gaining that confidence in the last, like after the Tyra arc. Tyra kind of uh, gave him a little bit of confidence and then tore it down. T- took it like, away. That was their dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I but actually I think, loved them together, yeah. but no. Nah. Anyway. The last like few episodes or like the last story arc he was in gave me the vibe that he would be like that. And people always call me a freaking Landry when I watch the show. And I feel like I'm a lot more confident than I was yeah, back then too. Definitely. And I'm also taking a music route and doing a bunch of stuff like that. So it makes sense. Like It does. Well, and I think maybe Landry bought into it more than you did if my memory of you in high school serves. But like feel like Landry did sort of buy into the idea of what cool was because, you know, he even plays football later. And I did yeah. look it up and see that the reason for that is Jesse Flemons played football in high school. And he was actually like the only one <laughs> who knew how to play I football. Just lo- I just looked that up too, that they always joked that he was the best football player among the actors, but his character was the only one that wasn't on the team yeah, initially. Initially, that's funny. But you know, I always thought it was kind of surprising that he even wanted to play. Like, because I, I was like, wouldn't he kind of be above this? But then I'm like, maybe not. You know, if he's in high school and like, if he just wants to get noticed. Yeah, like maybe you just go the route of everyone else. But and I could Dylan. see, wow. yeah, I could yeah. see once you leave high school being like. These people are not actually cool. You know, like, like you're that happened to me. I mean, no disrespect to anyone I went to high school with, but I really had a different feel of what 
cool and interesting was yeah. then than later. I'm like, oh, I think I'm actually a lot funnier than most of you know, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I actually started high school doing football. The only year I did football. Oh wow, I forgot like, that. Yeah. I got bullied by those assholes so Ugh. much. It was always the grade right above us. They were just menaces in my memory. So I quit because it was the football team. They're always the most stereotypical like bullying yeah. type of group of people. Yeah. And then I found like writing and theater and shit but if i i really thought football was cool as fucking high school so i could have been doing that route where it's like you know garrett brummett was like an athlete and a theater person yes so i could have done that route if it wasn't for those assholes so i could see since i got compared to landry all the time i could see it being like that's naturally what he would do that's all this shit is what i wrote that song that we played earlier about too like gaining the confidence after getting beat down by like assholes and like from Pittsburgh, you know? Yeah. So gaining the confidence and like becoming who you are. That's the uh, Landry, you know? Oh. You know, it's interesting to think of the three of us right here doing this podcast. Like we all went to that high school at different times. Like, cause Caleb yeah. is five grades younger than I am. So we didn't ever actually go to high school together. Um, and I guess Ryan and I sort of did, but as I was a teacher, um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We all like went to that same place and had various experiences, but yeah. Anyway. Are there more characters we have? Oh yeah. Oh, right. That's what I forgot. Billy. Did Billy feel like Billy? Billy felt the most cartoonish. Like they almost wrote him over the top. Like he was just a goofball. Cause it's like, I get it. He's like in suspended animation, I guess, as a character. (laughs) But like, I do think they kind of slightly like tarnished his arc in a way, which would make sense that he would fuck it up for himself. Because that's kind of what the Riggins brothers do. Yes. But it like kind of, it's like kind of sad that like, oh, now he's potentially broken up with his wife and all that shit. Like, oh, he's just backtracking, inviting everybody to the strip club to the studio which is just so cartoonish in the first place. Like, why is he even there? No yeah. one knows. But no one it's knows. just because Billy Riggins is, you got to have a Riggins brother. And, yeah. You know, I think that's the vibe they went for. I think so too. I also thought like, why wouldn't Amber just throw them out immediately? Like, you know, yeah. she she's not some wallflower or pushover. I was like, just, just <laughs> kick them out, but whatever. I did also think it was strange when she was calling out to them from the booth, like, don't sit on that. Don't touch that. I'm like, go out there and make them yeah, get off. Them. Why are you yeah. you're not locked in the booth? <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't Max. The butt of the joke was Billy Riggins and all of his friends. Yeah, like, every, that's like, true. Throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. He felt he felt very exaggerated. He actually felt more yeah. like the character he played on Parenthood like than. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they tried to recapture it, but he felt more like first season Billy Riggins. Yeah. Billy Riggins was like that, especially in the first season. You're right. Yeah. Adam, I guess, from Parenthood shows up at the very end. He, he felt on brand. I don't For know. some reason, I found it strange that he would go, Amber, Max. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, well, Whatever. if anyone would, it would be Adam. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wouldn't you be true. like, hey, guys. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. My last question was just simply, do you think this works? But I think we've kind of already discussed that. Like, it works if it's just, like, fun fan fiction-y thing. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. Because I'm not going to be, like, in my head, like, oh, yeah, Landry went on to be an engineer and hated... I'm not ever going to, like, reference this while talking about Friday Night Lights specifically. So, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And it's funny, you saying that, it makes me realize 
it works a lot better for Parenthood because it was in the middle of their run mm-hmm. than I think it does for Friday Night Lights. Because for Friday Night Lights, if you were going to take this as like gospel, then it's adding on to the end of a story rather than sticking in an incident in the middle of one. Yes. That's much more significant. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't want to have to rewrite people's destinies. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> And yeah. but parenthood is not having to do that here because they have more to come. Mm-hmm. Well, and if it is a little contrived or unrealistic that Amber wouldn't just get permission from her uncles or whatever, it, it makes sense that okay, maybe she is watching Max. She doesn't usually do that, but she has before. And oh, okay, here they are. But I'm like, Cruz Victorious had to drive <laughs> from Texas to California, and somehow Billy also did, and. <laughs> <laughs> also, he wants to be their manager. Like they, yeah, you had, they had to like bend over a lot more to yeah. like make these the, contort themselves into these. It would have been funny, yeah. like because I've I've been a band manager before. I think it would have been funny if there was a like a little joke, like Billy's like, oh, I'm the manager, and they were like, road Landry's like, you're a roadie, Billy, and he's like, oh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. And it's like, no, it's not, because I in my head they went on this tour, right? I'm just. I'm like making a big stretch. They thought, oh, we're going to make it big time. We're going to go tour in California. Maybe yeah. that's how they got here. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, they had a connection through Becky. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> All right. And wound up at the studio. <laughs> and Tim Riggins, of course. Of course. Well, Becky and Tim Riggins roamed together like they were tight. So They were, that's true. Imagining maybe they all met somewhere in some bar in Berkeley or something, like for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're tying the fan fiction together even more. We're right doing now. it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have been a bad, and it makes sense for Chris, Chris Victorious. Just a bad idea in general. While well, we need somebody to help carry our shit, we're going to get Billy Riggins. Like, who who in the right <laughs> mind would do that? <laughs> yeah. Billy Riggins is the sort of person who, you know, brings everyone from the strip club back to the studio. So, yeah. 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 Well, I didn't bother to come up with a theme for this because <laughs> it didn't feel like there yeah. was a hidden meaning or a deeper significance I had to tease out. It was just a fun diversion. Yeah. I did really like that scene with Landry and Amber, though, like helping each other, um, mm-hmm. just kind of listening to each other. I did think that was really lovely. I think that's when I realized I had really enjoyed this. Like um, Caleb and I were kind of talking before we started recording about our first impression of it. And I didn't say mine, but mine was like, I I thought it was fine. I was like finding it kind of funny and, and everything. But then I think when we got to that kind of deeper talk between those two characters, like arguably my favorite character on each show, honestly. So I, I kind of am realizing that now that I was like, oh, I think I actually really like this in some ways. You know, I think this is really quite sweet. And then when I watched it the second time, I was really cracking up and like just like free to like super enjoy it, if that makes sense. So, that was my favorite scene for sure. Yeah. And I, the Landry humor is still prevalent. So that was nice. That was. Yeah. Well, Ryan. Yeah. We couldn't have done it with anyone else. I appreciate it. You it was an honor. Delightful. And you know, this is, there's no other episode like this. So it was yeah. really a rare distinction. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for the joy that you bring. Oh, th- yeah, thank you. Like, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. Oh, yeah, it was literally the 
rapper pun on accident. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you want to mention one more time where people can find oh, yeah. you and all of that? You can find me on Instagram at TV to the MA. And if you want to stream my album, which mentions the one and only Melissa Fye Johnson <laughs> and Mark Johnson, who's been on the show plenty of times, <laughs> yeah. follow me and like find my Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. I stream on all of that. SoundCloud, Bandcamp, you can buy it there. The album is Patterns and Static, and it's personally about being raised by the TV. So I feel like a TV podcast, TV theme podcast could relate to that. So you yeah. might find some stuff you relate to. It's alternative hip-hop, a lot of different genres mixed in, though. It's a wild ride. I hope you listen to it, y'all. Patterns and Static by TVMA. No cap. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, I mean, I realize that I'm obviously quite fond of Ryan. And so maybe, you know, maybe you don't believe me when I say this, but I genuinely mean it. It's so so good like you are just very talented and it just makes me very happy to listen to it and so I hope other people will as well of course everyone you can follow us on social media as well parenthood pals on instagram twitter and facebook and you can find all of our info at parenthoodpals.com thanks for listening our traditional (laughs) sign-off sounds a little strange after this so I'm thinking maybe we'll say clear eyes Full hearts. Can't lose.